this Thursday, our entire nation will celebrate Thanksgiving. The irony of it all is that in most cases, very little thanks to God will get done. During Thanksgiving across the United States, there'll be lots of entertaining, lots of watching of football, lots of cooking, lots of sleeping, and possibly the only thanks that gives, is given to God will be by a single prayer before the big meal, probably done by just one person. And we'll miss the whole point of what Thanksgiving is all about, and that is an opportunity for us to have a heartbeat of praise towards the one who gives us all. What do you have this morning to give thanks for? What do you have to offer praise to God about? You were given an envelope when you came in. This is our season of giving, our Thanksgiving special offering envelope. But I want you to do something else with it as well. Hopefully you have a pen or you were given a pen when you came in. Throughout this message and throughout the service, I just want you to write on here things that you thank God for. Just through the course of the service. And when it comes time to present our gift and our Thanksgiving gift to God, we're all going to stand. We're going to come up here. I'll instruct you when to do that. But I want us to offer these praises up to God too. Kind of like bringing it before God. God, this is what I thank you for. And we'll all place it in the basket when that time comes. Praising God first starts with realizing everything that we own, everything that we are comes from God. First Chronicles 29 says, everything has come from God and everything belongs to him. Psalm 24.1 says, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. G.K. Charleston called gratitude the mother of all virtues. And one of the most significant changes that Jesus wants to make in us is to create in us that heartbeat of praise. That we're grateful at all times for all things. Psalms 30, 1, 11 and 12 says, you turn my wailing into dancing. You remove my sackcloth and clothe me with joy that my heart may sing to you and not be silent. Oh, Lord, my God, what? Instead of complaining and grumbling about our circumstances, God wants our hearts to radiate with thanksgiving. Instead of silently taking for granted all that God's given us, God wants us to bubble over in our hearts with gratitude. And I believe one of the main reasons gratitude is so important is it's the key to true happiness. On a scale of 1 to 10, how happy are you today? Turn to the person next to you. On a scale of 1 to 10, how happy are you today? And give them your, your rate. Chances are you, you base that rating on your circumstances right now, what's happening in your life, what's going on, what may have happened yesterday, what's wearing you down, because that's how we usually gauge our happiness, on our circumstances. But happiness is more determined, true happiness, by the Spirit of God inside of us, a mindset 
and attitude by the Holy Spirit. Scientist Robert Emmons, in an article, The Joy of Thanks, considers the physical and psychological benefits of thankfulness to be almost as equal as that of therapy. In other words, thanksgiving could also be called thanks therapy. Thanks therapy. You know, Thursday when you gather around your family and say, we're going to have thanks therapy today. Peter Marshall once said, oh God, you've given me so much. Would you give me one more thing? Would you please give me a grateful heart? Would you give me a grateful heart? So when we ask, what can we thank God for? What could we praise God for? The answer really you could write on that envelope is everything. But I want you to be more specific. And I didn't want us to be here till two o'clock this afternoon. So I'm going to give you the top four for me. Top four. And I believe these are things that we can praise God for. All of us would be in our top four or five. First, I praise God for the grace that he's shown me. Paul says in Ephesians 2.8, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And it's not from yourselves, it is a gift of God. What is grace? Grace is everything that God does for you and I, even though we don't deserve it. Even though we don't deserve it. Grace is God giving us what we need, not what we desire. The Bible says everything that we have comes by God's grace. You don't earn it. You don't deserve it. You can't work for it. It's a gift. It's a free gift. Psalms 103 gives a, a laundry list of some things that God does in our lives through grace. It says, I will not forget the glorious things God does for me. He forgives all my sins. He heals me. He ransoms me from hell. He surrounds me with love. He fills my life with good things. He is merciful and tender to those who don't deserve it. He is slow to get angry. He never bears a grudge. He has not punished us as we deserve for our sins. How many of you are glad God doesn't give us what we deserve? Wow. If your heart doesn't explode with gratitude, when you think about the grace of God, then possibly you have no idea how bad a shape you were in without it. Let me summarize in one word how you and I were or are without the grace of God. Hopeless. Hopeless. Without the grace of God, our life has no meaning, no purpose. You had guilt, fear, bitterness, worry, regrets. And there's nothing you can do to get rid of it. Nothing. You could never, ever do enough to earn your salvation. But God comes along in his wonderful, amazing love and says, I'm going to show you grace. And it's free. Max Lucado said, if God did nothing more than save us from hell, could anyone complain? I'm going to ask you to bow your heads, and we'll do this a few times through this message this morning. It's going to be different. I'm going to ask you to just bow your heads and silently praise and thank God for the grace 
he's shown you in your life. Just bow your heads. Let's do that now. you we thank you for your amazing grace for God giving us what we don't deserve accept our praise accept our heartbeat of thanksgiving right now in Jesus name so on your envelope you could one of the things you thank God for you could be writing down is the goodness of God I thank God for the grace that he showed me. Second, I praise God for the plan he has for me. Life's not an accident. You were made for a reason. You were made for a purpose. God has a plan for your life right now for the years to come. If you're alive and breathing, go ahead. I love to do this. Find your pulse. Some of you are still searching. All right. If you have a pulse, you have a purpose. If you have a pulse, you have a purpose for God. One of the greatest scriptures of all in Jeremiah 29, 11, says, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And that, again, is something you can praise God for. God has a plan for you, even though maybe you've made mistakes, maybe you have faults, maybe you have failures, as all of us do, God has a plan for you. God's plan isn't to always make you comfortable and happy. That's the sad part about it. God's plan may include disappointments in your life. God's plan certainly involves discipline in our life. Without all those things put together, we wouldn't be who we are today. That's God's plan. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads again and just praise God and thank him for the plan he has for your life. Thank you, God, for the way that you're moving in every life here. God, that you're continually revealing your plan. God, allow us to listen as believers to your spirit inside of us and follow your lead to truly allow your plan and not our plan to unfold in our lives. We pray this in Jesus' name. Thirdly, I praise him for the home he's preparing for me or has prepared for me. 2 Corinthians 5.1 says, now we know that our earthly tent, that's our body, that we live in is being destroyed. 
Sometimes you may realize it's being destroyed. We have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. You and I were made to last forever. Every human being that was ever created was created to last forever. So our time on earth isn't the only thing in that forever. One day your body is going to fade away and cease to exist. But that's not going to be the end of you. The Bible says you and I were created in God's image. Therefore, we have a soul that lives for all eternity. So you will spend eternity in one of two places, heaven or hell, heaven or hell. And it all depends upon whether you have received Jesus' amazing grace and accepted him in your life as your Lord and Savior. If you receive that grace we talked about earlier. Depending on that decision is where you will spend eternity, whether in heaven or hell, and they are both real places. Don't let anybody tell you any different. Only a fool would go through life totally unprepared for something that they knew was coming in the end. The latest statistics tell us that the American mortality rate is 100%. Right? Turn to the person next to you and say, you're going to die someday. We might not like to hear it. We might not like to face it. But one out of one, every one out of one people die. It's coming. Everyone in this room, every human being ever created is terminal. It's just a matter of time. Ray Charles was the one who said, live every day like it's your last because one day you're going to be right. But we don't have to be afraid of that. We don't have to fear death. Mary Annabelle who many of you know, sang on this stage and on the stage in Wadsworth many, many times. You remember we brought her up when she was first diagnosed with cancer and we prayed over her. Well, unfortunately, the diagnosis and what she's been told is she doesn't have that long to live, possibly at the longest a year. And Brad and I met with her a week and a half ago at the house and she said this, she says, I'm not afraid to die. I'm not afraid to die. I know where I'm going. I know what God has planned for me. I'm not afraid to die. And she's afraid of a lot of other things, as you could imagine, her kids, her husband, and all that kind of thing. But she said, I'm not afraid to die. In fact, it would be easier, she said, if God just took me right now. We don't have to be afraid to die. You and I can be thankful as believers that we have a home in heaven. How many of you are thankful you have a home in heaven, right? Yeah, it's not going to get any better than that. And contrary to popular opinion, I don't think in heaven we're going to sit on a cloud and play a harp. Sorry. <laughs> That's not exciting to me, all right? That's a pretty boring existence for all eternity. And I don't believe that heaven is going to be all white either, as some declare. God is the one that originated what this earth looks like. It's full of color. It's full of beauty. You and I 
cannot imagine what heaven's going to look like. It's going to blow us away, and we are going to have an absolute blast for all eternity. Peter shares in 1 Peter 1, 3 and 4, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept in heaven for you. That should make your heart bounce with thanksgiving and praise. Again, I'm going to ask you to bow your head and pray silently, thanking God for the home he's preparing for you in heaven that you will spend all eternity in his presence. Bow your heads. Let's pray. Finally, my heart explodes when I praise God for the changes he's making in me. I'm so glad, and hopefully you're glad, I'm not the same person I used to be. But I also praise God that I'm not the person I'm going to be. Because God is continually moving in our lives to create us into who he wants us to be. God says, I see a lump of clay. But man, I'm looking forward to doing something with that, God says. Continually molding it. God saw potential in you when no one else saw it. There are probably times in your life where people might have written you off and maybe even said worthless. But God says, no, when I look at you, God says, I see a diamond. I see a person of value. God says, I see a person who matters to me when God looks at you. That's how special you are. And God loves you just as you are. The good, the bad, the ugly, the filthy, it doesn't matter. But God loves you too much to leave you where you are and not form you into who he wants you to be. And that's constantly changing. 2 Corinthians 3.18 tells us we are being transformed into his likeness with an ever-increasing glory. And that's what I love about the church. It's a constant parade of one changed life after another changed life after another changed life. We're walking testimony saying, I'm being changed. I'm not perfect. I don't have it all together, but my feet are headed in the right direction for God to move and use me. So I want you again to bow your head and I want you to praise God for the changes he's making in you. Just bow your head. Let's pray. The changes he's making in you.
Father, I don't know where each person is right now in this room in their relationship with you. But God, this I do know, that you love them exactly where they are right now. No matter what's going on in their life, no matter what's going on in their heart, God, you accept them just as they are right now. But God, I also realize that you allowed your son to die for every single one of us. And through that sacrifice and through that grace, you wanna form us into the image of your son. And God, I thank you that you are changing each of us. Continue to form us, continue to mold us, God. Take us where we are right now into who you would want us to be. And we praise you that you do that. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to share just two ways, two big ways that we can visibly show our praise to God. One of the most obvious is through our giving. The Bible says, give an offering that shows thanks to God. In essence, the Bible speaks that our giving can show the level of our gratitude. It's a harsh bottom line, but the bottom line is, if I don't give back to God, then I'm not really that grateful for how God has given things to me and God's provided to me. Obviously, thanks and giving go together, right? If we say thanks, giving, it's a pair. And so on your envelope this morning, I encouraged you to just write some things that you were thankful for. But also over the last few weeks, we've been preparing to offer up a Thanksgiving offering, a special offering towards God. No, many of you might have done that online, and that's fine. If you click that Medina Love Offering Thanksgiving online, that's fine. But I wanted us all to participate this day in giving to God. And so that's one of the reasons why I had you write on this envelope. We're going to make this time a time of giving and a time of praise and thanksgiving from our personal selves offered up to God. And so I'm going to pray. And then I'm going to ask for you all just to make your way up. Either Al, come up and place your envelope in the basket as we sing the next song. But I'm going to pray, and then we're going to offer up our gifts and our praises to God. Father, we thank you so much for being in this place. God, we thank you for moving within this room already. God, you've absolutely blown me away. God, we offer up our thanks to you. God, whatever we've written on this paper, <laughs> we could write for days, God, and never get done giving our thanks, our praise back to you. And God, just a small portion of what we can do to show that to you is by the financial gifts that we offer. And God, we pray that you'd accept these. God, that this would cause a celebration in heaven because what you are going to do through the city of Medina and beyond, bringing people to the saving grace of your son, Jesus Christ. 
God, we offer these praise to you. We offer these gifts to you. All in the mighty, mighty, powerful name of Jesus. And it's in his name we pray. It's in his name we give. Amen. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Another way we can lift up praise is by what we've kind of done all morning is through singing. Psalms 147 says, praise the Lord. How good it is to sing praises to our God. How pleasant and fitting it is to praise him. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Nothing makes us more aware than when we offer up our praises to God through music and through praise of our singing. The Bible says we sing our thanksgiving to God. How many would say, but Jeff, I can't sing? <laughs> yeah, that's okay. That's okay. We also all have been reminded, make a joyful what? Noise. Noise. I mean, even pigs are joyful when they eat, right? That's what I think. Look how happy they are. They don't sound that great, but man, they're happy. They're offering up their thanks to God. Some of you I know couldn't carry a tune in a baggie, but you still sing. Some of you might be called prison singers. I love this. Always behind a few bars and never on the right, have the right key, right? That might be you, but it doesn't matter. Sing, sing. Psychologists have discovered that singing praise lifts our spirits. There are physical changes that take place, they say, in your heart, in your life. Praise renews, praise rejuvenates, praise strengthens. So sing, sing, sing. Because God is worthy of our praise.